W.E. Crew, Dan O'Mac, Big Kaz, J-Bird, and your host, Brokowski. Welcome back to Pro Wrestling Edge. I'm Dan O'Mac, and I'm being joined once again by Mr. A.K.A. Bernard. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Dan O'Mac, uh, good to be back again. You know, it's always a pleasure when you're uh, at Pro Wrestling Edge. Yeah, we're here with, we're going to be talking Combat One Wrestling. We have the president of Combat One Wrestling, Chris Klontz. Chris, how's it going, man? Hey, man, how's it going? Happy to be here again. Yeah, we're always happy to have you on the show. You know, the last time we did a preview show, you were unable to attend. So so we had uh, Mr. Main Event uh, join us, Kyle Barrett. So I asked him this question, so I just want to get right into it. Um, I want to ask you, too. Um, Combat One has been around now. This is going to be show number three. But but just talk about the success of Combat One briefly and how quickly it's taken off because, you know, you guys are the talk of the state. So let us know your feelings on how you how you feel about the success so far. Well, I mean, it's, we're, we're, we, you know, we're just listening to what the fans want. You know, it's, that's what we're trying to separate, separate ourselves by just letting the fans call the shots. We, I, I mean, you see at the shows, I stand out there in the crowd and I listen to what they're registering to, uh, what it is they want to see. I mean, that, that's ultimately what combat one's all about is just, is giving the fans what they want to see and trying to hit everybody. Every target is not, I mean, it's, it's not realistic, but if you can hit a majority of it, uh, of what's wanted out there, then that's, that's success in my book. And, and it sounds to me, and it looks to me like people are really getting behind us. And that's, that's all we want to do is just put on the best wrestling product possible. And we're recording this Monday, the 6th to come out on Tuesday. And I believe you guys just have a few floor seats left and then it's just general admission, correct? Yep, that's correct. We do have some floor seats left available, uh, and there's some general admission as well. Uh, tickets are moving really fast for this show, as opposed to the last two. They're going uh, faster, and the last show was a sellout. Uh, so I would definitely, if, if tickets will more than likely be available at the door, if you're choosing to go that route, um, it's first come, first serve. Um, you can get tickets online as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, this one's filling up fast. It's going to be a huge show that a lot of people are going to be talking about. Well, Chris, you see every time I post about this show for combat one, I say, get your tickets at Eventbrite. And of course, like every post I make the link to your Eventbrite to buy tickets will be in the, in the description of the podcast. Um, so let's get right into the card. I want to start off with, you know, you guys have Definitely have this powerhouse tag team, Midwest Scum, Dread King Logan, who was the 2022 Pro Wrestling Edge Wrestler of the Year, along with his tag team partner, the grimy Zach Thomas. They're taking on TNT, correct? That's correct. 
Uh, people that don't know, uh, TNT is, are the, the sons of, of Devon Dudley of WWE, Impact Wrestling, ECW fame. Um, tell, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about TNT. Well, I mean, it's the, the, the match you're going to see is going to tell the story better than I can. Um, we have two powerhouse tag teams in there. I mean, you got straight out of Dudleyville, TNT, like you said, the sons of Devon Dudley. Um, and you got uh, Midwest Scum. I mean, this right here is a match. One of the things that Combat One is big on is tag team wrestling. Um, I love tag team wrestling. I, that was you know, I found much success in that it went in my wrestling career in my twenties. Um, and I love good tag teams and you have two phenomenal tag teams in there and Midwest scum. I'm telling you, I mean, yeah, the TNT is carrying the last name Dudley, but, uh, grimy Zach Thomas and the dread King Logan have really carved out their own niche here in the Midwest. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn a blind eye to this one because, you know, you never know what's going to happen with Midwest scums in there. So, you know, it's going to be a great tag team match for sure. Yeah, I just had a conversation with uh, Logan, and um, I told him, you guys are the best tag team in the state. You guys are the best tag team in, in, in the Midwest. And and the, the great talent that you guys bring in to put up against Midwest Scum has been phenomenal. We've had some good matches with Mason Dixon line and now TNT. Um, we also have another tag team that's debuting on this show, um, the, uh, the Outrunners. Yeah, before we get on to the Outrunners, I just want to say it's it's not uh, we're not bringing them into the to Midwest Scum. They're stepping up to Midwest Scum, right. and Midwest Scum is putting them all back in their places. And uh, you know they had a phenomenal feud with Mason Dixon Line. I mean, everybody that was phenomenal, and I hope they get in there and do it again. Um, but you know, Zach Thomas and Dread King Logan are who they are because of what they do, and they're constantly proving people proving to people that they're one of the best tag teams around and they're doing it at combat one. So these tag teams are coming here to mix it up with the best tag team around. And that's Midwest scum. And then we said the outrunners are debuting and, and they were just on AEW dark. Um, so, so, so tell us a little bit about the outrunners. Yeah, they were just on Dynamite, actually. Uh, Turbo oh, Floyd, okay. uh, Truth Magnum, The Outrunners, um, Ohio Valley Wrestling Mainstays. Um, they are a treat to anyone in attendance. This is another, again, tag team wrestling. And this is a, a, a hot tag team that's out there. They got a lot of eyes on them. So they're crossing through uh, Combat One just like they all do. And they're, they're going to come there looking to make a name for themselves. And, you know, there's a lot of competition in the tag team waters at Combat One. So you never know what's going to happen there. So, yes, they will be in action on Friday night. Awesome. And there was another debut that was just announced, just announced a little while before we went on, on the podcast. And that is Toronto's Nikita is going to be making her debut. Yeah, just another addition to a growing women's division here at Combat One as well. Uh, Nikita teared it up in Toronto, Ontario. Um, she's coming over, uh, going to cross over and uh, tear it up in Combat One. And that's a thing to keep an eye out for is uh, the women's division in Combat One is going to continue to grow. Um, not only is the tag team division a um, you know a priority, but the women's division is as well. And and uh, Nikita is just another. And another person to help that division grow. So we're really looking forward to see what she brings to the table. 
Yeah, we'll talk about the um, women's match that is part of the triple main event a little bit later. But like last show, you had um, Crystal Moon versus Giselle Shaw, and that and that was great. I mean, you guys are just bringing in this talent um, to add, just keep adding to the firepower roster you guys already have. Um, the next match I want to talk about is something that I love about Combat One, and that is your Crash Division. The crash division to me is like the best of the best. Um, and for this particular crash division match, uh, you have, you know, combat one mainstay, Nate Bach, which I mean, you guys are grateful to have him. No, uh, no offense to me saying this, but uh, he's going to be signed uh, before too long. And you guys aren't going to have Nate Bach, uh, but Nate Bach, uh, who's a favorite of PWE, you're bringing in the lovable psychopath, Tommy Vendetta, who all of our listeners know, about Tommy Vendetta, but um, I know about David Ali and, and what he brings in and how he's rustled all over, but um, I think this is kind of uh, not taking Nate's uh, nickname, but this is kind of the wild card that maybe some of our listeners and some Combat One fans may not be as familiar with, uh, so tell us a little bit about David Ali. Well, first things first, gentlemen, what are the, first, what are the two rules about the crash division? Let's the crash division is they have to have a high-flying maneuver. And falls count anywhere. That's right. High risk uh, maneuver, top rope minimum. So there, the, this division symbolizes laying it all on the line. This division symbolizes I will give everything, including my body, to make an, a statement in wrestling to get my name out there and become one. And that's what this crash division match is all about. You got two guys that ranked in the PWI, uh, the top 500. You got David Ali at 280. And then you got Tommy Vendetta at 475. And then you got Nate Bach, who has got everyone's attention. You know, it's it the, the question in this match is, is not it's what are these guys willing to do in this kind of environment to get eyes on them? That's the question with these three, these three combatants, that that's the question that needs to get answered. Yeah, and like I said, Nate, you know, you guys are lucky to have him now, but he's going to get that contract, and he might not be seen by the Combat One fans much longer, so he's a treat in himself. And Tommy doesn't work Michigan as much as he used to. You know, so him coming back to his home state of wrestling and and going on this card, this, is, this isn't something that the, the Michigan fans get anymore is seeing Tommy Vendetta live. So having him come back, having him in the crash division, which like you said, is the elite of the elite. And these guys and Tommy's the epitome of laying everything on the line for what he does out there in the ring. So I'm excited for this one. Your crash division is awesome. Um, I I can't wait to see more stuff out of Nate. And and it's in, it's in front of uh, Tommy's hometown crowd as well. Let's not glaze over that. So, I mean, what is he willing to do to show his, I mean, when you're in front of your friends and family and people that grew up, knowing that you had the capability to be a star, you're going to show off a little bit. So when you have high risk maneuvers and pinfalls count anywhere, and you throw names like David Ali, Nate Bach, and Tommy Vendetta in there, I mean, that's, ooh, love's going to hurt. Let me just put it that way. Right. Before we get to the triple main event, and before we get to the sponsors of Combat One, I want to talk to you about um, our guests from last week. Uh, a close personal friend of yours, a close personal friend of mine, the, the ambassador of Combat One, Roy Williams. Um, 
we all love Roy. There's no, there's no doubting that. Um, everyone, uh, you know, the times we've had him on, he's just, he's just a gem and our listeners love Roy. Uh, but I want to specifically speak about something that happened at the last show and leading into my next topic of conversation, which is um, a certain individual um, that has wreaked a little havoc on combat one, but let's talk about Roy. You guys had this nice in-ring introduction for Roy. It, it was important to you because of your guys' friendship. And then things didn't go the way that you wanted it because someone keeps wanting to, to, uh, to, to, to get in your business, Chris, uh, you know, president Klontz, uh, Mr. Johnny Bravo. So tell us, tell us about how that moment was for you. Well, th- what that moment was supposed to be and how John capital Lee period Bravo decided to ruin it for you guys. I mean, everyone knows Bravo and I have a lot of history. I mean, he was, he was at Can-Am wrestling school when I was going through there. Uh, we stayed cordial through the, the time I was in active in wrestling at the time. Um, I got out of wrestling when I came back. The first phone call I made was to John Bravo. I asked his advice on how to start a wrestling promotion that I wanted to start. And his, what he had to say about that was, no, just come work for me. And Bravo had a knack for me taking care of his dirty work. And everybody knows this. And what Bravo is pissed off about is the fact that I decided that that's not what I came back to do that I came back to start a empire for the fans. And because he's not in control of it, he seems to think that it's okay to just show up at every wrestling show and try to get himself on that has the combat one banner over it. And he thinks he's entitled to that right because of some of the things that he has done for me, which he has done a lot. If it wasn't for Bravo, I would not have a lot of the luxuries in the wrestling business I have. He's responsible for a lot of that, but that's not because he was given to me. I worked my ass off for those. So for him to think that he can just come in and do whatever he wants to do. I mean, I didn't realize that was him under the wrestling mask at the last show. No, no, I don't think anyone did. There's so much going on at those shows and I'm talking to sponsors and I'm mingling with fans and I'm making sure everything's running as a president that there's i'm not going to notice that so yeah he got away with it because he's in the wrestling business and when you're talking about legalities well they think it's all part of the part of the show so he gets away with shit and it's just it's a it's a it's it's gonna come to an end i've had enough of him and what he did to roy last show was unacceptable and he can he can put all the threats he wants on facebook and cut it you know talk all he wants from impact it's it doesn't matter his life and my life are in two different lanes now and he needs to accept that and move on or else you know i don't know how far he's willing to go well roy wasn't happy last week when we talked to him about this incident and he was definitely ready to you know he said as the ambassador he needed to keep his cool because he was ready to 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 go back to old roy dozer williams and take that jacket off and uh, take care of business, but he's like, you know, no, I'm the ambassador. I need to keep my cool and keep the peace. But Roy wasn't happy either. He wasn't happy that um, that it was it was it was that nice moment was stolen, and and that he keeps getting into your business, um, thinking that he's the reason for Combat One. But uh, let's get right into the main events, the triple main events. Um, 
Last show, we saw the debut of Giselle Shaw. And uh, she was originally scheduled to uh, fight Angelina Love. But, of course, we know it's the wrestling business. Things things change. And, but she brought or she sent um, someone uh, to Long take on Giselle or sending somebody to take on Giselle Shaw. Um, Sue Young from Impact Wrestling. So we have two. Yeah, Impact I, I think I think the correct word would be summoned Sue Young. I mean, because <laughs> that's uh, th- this 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 is going to be a spectacle. Um, the fans are in for a treat for, with what we're about to see. Um, Sue is an ab- absolute spectacle, and um, there's a lot. The one thing about Combat One, and like we we alluded to, the women's division. And um, there's a lot of talent out there. And this is just a small piece of the puzzle. And to have a women's match in a triple main event is awesome. And, and, a, and a great women's match on top of that with great talent. So I'm very happy with this one. Um, and I think the fans will be too. Yeah, Sue Young is so unpredictable. And Giselle Shaw, she, she, had, a, she had a great debut last time. She's doing great things. And, you know, this is somebody as a fan that, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing as a staple at Combat One in that women's division. So um, that's going to be – that is going to be a match that, you like you said, it's, it's, it's going to be a spectacle because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what Sue Young's going to do and, and you, know, the, you know, how talented Giselle Shaw is. And that's just going to be a great one. So I'm definitely looking forward to it, and I love how you guys are spotlighting the, a, a women's division – um, at combat one. So, so I'm, I'm definitely excited for that one as well. I want to go right into the next one. And this is a match that I think out of everything that we've talked about, I think this match is the one that might actually, I I think this match could main event any pay-per-view out there. And that's AEW's Matt Seidel taking on impact wrestling's top notch, Jason Hodge. Um, (laughs) We, we know what Jason Hotch is doing, what he has done, you know, since he's been on the scene and, and, and wrestling here in Michigan and, and, and him getting the impact contract and, and on television and, and doing such great things. But then you bring in somebody like Matt Seidel, who has such a resume, such accomplishments in the wrestling business, wherever he's went, wherever he's wrestled. I mean, you you saw you, you definitely had a vision for this, and I think this is one that is going to help those. Um, definitely going to go a long way on seeing those tickets sell out because you don't see. Uh, Kyle did make a good point last time, and he said you don't typically see when you come to a show two top level stars who you can turn on your television and see every day. And to put this in one, as one of your main events and the both of their styles and both of their talent, this one is going to this one is going to take the roof off the elite sports class. I mean, yeah, it's it's everything you could ask for. I mean, it's it's the price of admission. It's the it's the match people are going to talk about. It's the match where people are going to see things they've never seen before. It's exactly what we thought of when we put it together it's it's you know when you watch when you go on youtube and you see you watch old videos of daniel uh brian danielson and things early on in their career of them with vets that can go and then you look to where they go from there on out it's like that's one of these matches for jason hodge he's the guy is 
there's so much potential there and he's going to go so far in his career to, to have Matt Seidel as the, uh, you know, as a boss to battle on his journey, it's going to be an epic war and it's going to take to the skies. And I think it's going to keep everybody in suspense. And this could, like you said, main event, any pay-per-view out there. And it's just the level of wrestling the fans deserve to see and to see what's out there and to, to have it on the combat one uh canvas is is incredible we're very honored to have be hosting this match you know and it's just it's going to be amazing jason hotch is like you said it's it's you you hit the nail on the head when you said when you saw old school brian danielson matches when he's getting in there with you know with some of these veterans and that's what we're seeing here is that young brian danielson who's getting in the ring with adding to his resume with with established talent veteran after veteran and going to put on a great show let's go to the last match that is announced for it and this is actually a, a personal favorite of mine that's the showdown for motown and i'm probably in the minority here um unfortunately i i know you're probably saying unfortunately this you you know that i'm a a, a main event mr main event kyle barrett guy and you know he's He's done. He's done some uh, some talking, and and he set an open challenge because he wants to um, get the the spotlight on him is because to be honest, he deserves it. And DMac is going in there to um, defend the pride of of all this smart mouth talk Kyle's done about the city of you know the sports teams in Detroit and just the area in general and, and I know there's a little bit of a, of a of a rift and conflict with you and Kyle but you know here he is in your triple main event going up against DMAC what are your thoughts I mean Kyle does have uh, friends up top I mean we it's the people that I report to uh somebody within that group is you know in cahoots with Kyle and he gets his way a lot and I need a job. I need a paycheck. So I have to put up with it. And that's, that's what happens in business. And he, you know, he got Rhino kicked off the show for 90 days. So as a president who's trying to put the show together, that didn't really, you know, bode well for me. So the fact that he's throwing challenges around and then now D Mac steps up and is going to wipe the floor with them. I mean, who do you think who do you think he's gonna come crying to when he gets his ass whooped by Darren McCarty? He's gonna, he's gonna, that's that's what Kyle does. He he gets he gets what he wants by he running his mouth, then somebody steps up to the plate, shuts him up, and then he 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 bitches and complains about it. And I know you're I know you're you know you're a fan of him, but I mean he just needs to. I mean, Kyle's got so many gifts, he's got so many talents, he could go so far in his career. He really could with the proper guidance, he could go great, but he doesn't. He's he thinks he knows best. He thinks that he runs the coop and I have to put up with his ass every time I go to the office. Right. So, I mean, it's, you know, whatever happens, happens there. I have already told everybody that I do not, I am not, whatever happens. If he got into a fight that he can't win, he's on his own because, you know, he got himself into this mess. Darren's not messing around and Kyle, everything's a joke to Kyle. He thinks he's better than everybody. And, and then boom, 
you have the enforcer shows up at your door, kicks the door, and what are you going to do about it? We're going to find out Friday. You know, that wraps up the triple main event and all the announced matches. And before I let you go, I know your time is 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 crucial because you are putting on um, a pay-per-view worthy show just in a few days here. So I know your time is 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 tight, but I do want to give a shout out to all your sponsors um, at Combat One Wrestling. Obviously, we have American Pride Tattoos. They have locations all over. Um, check them out on Facebook. But American Pride Tattoos is the, is the headlining sponsor for Combat One Wrestling. We have the DMAC brand. Uh, we have Brain Jerk Entertainment. We have A1 Reynolds and, of course, Pro Wrestling Edge. You know, we'll be there doing our thing. You know, we appreciate you allowing us to be a part of the family and doing what we do and um you know and we appreciate that we appreciate your your um your confidence in us to um help give a a, a fan's perspective to what you guys are doing um is there anyone sponsor wise that i missed for you uh president oh just to, uh, i also want to add uh Lane's Pizza to the list of um, sponsors we just got uh, late today. Uh, Lane's will be selling their pizza at our show. So shout out to them. It's a, I mean, a lot of people are starting to come and join the Combat One family. And we thank all of our sponsors, uh, American Pride, Brain Jerk, uh, A1 Rental, Pro Wrestling Edge, um, the McCarty brand. Um, I mean, everybody's just been so awesome and and we can't, we can't thank you all enough. So Thank you so much to our sponsors for all your continued support. Yeah, Lane's Pizza was just the host of the Brain Jerk uh, Pizza competition that you were in, and 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 that's a good local family-owned restaurant or or uh, you know pizza place. So I'm glad to see them on board as well. Yeah, um, that was uh that was an interesting uh, take, taking part in a pizza eating contest, which I had no business doing. So, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was an interesting uh, experience. But uh, all to get the brand out there, boys. All to get the brand out there. Right, right. Any last thoughts from you on the show before we let you go, President Klontz? Just uh, everybody uh, go to the ticket link in the in the description box and get yourself some tickets to the show. It's going to be a good one. Um, I can tell you right now that it, the card's stacked. Uh, lots of good stuff in store. A great night of family entertainment. You're going to see something you've never seen before. You can promise that at Combat One. So can't wait to see everybody come out. Uh, we'll see you all there. Chris, we uh, we appreciate you for coming on, spending your time. We know you're a busy man. You got a lot of stuff to prepare for the show, and we thank you. And, and I'll see you at the normal time that I see you on show days, if that works for you. Um, and then, again, that's uh, 7.15 is the bell time, 6.45 are doors, the Elite Sportsplex in Waterford Township, Michigan, Friday the 10th, Love Hurts, presented by Combat One Wrestling. Chris, I'll see you on Friday, and I can't wait to be there. Thanks a lot, gentlemen. We'll see you there. Combat One, right. love hurts. That's right. It's always good when we get to talk with President Klontz and, and the Combat One and being able to be a part of the Combat One family. Now, Bernard, you will be co-hosting with me on the podcast on Friday, um, something that you do when, you know, we've got – members of the podcast on vacation and works schedules, not allowing them to be on it. And you, you know, you were my original co-host, but you do fill in when, you know, when I need the help and 
everything that you've seen about combat one and now you're getting to be you're you're able to talk a little bit with chris before we started and um what are your thoughts on on getting to see your first combat one show man i'm super pumped for this show i like the more i got into it like the more the president was talking the more i'm like man i really got to see this and it's a couple matches that stick out to me and this that i really want to see jason hops and matt sidell you know a good wrestling match um and the crash division i mean there's not nothing on this card that I don't want to see because I want to see everything from front to back top. I mean, from, I mean, when you have events like this, especially if it's your first time, um, you definitely want to see everything that's on the card. And I'm telling you folks, you don't want to miss this because I'm going to be ready for this. I'm going to be pumped. And I got, I'm with Dan O'Mac, even though, you know, I'm still a huge fan. I want to be with Dan O'Mac. So I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, um, everything. <laughs> as always, their shows, they will, um, this will be recorded. Um, the cameras will be rolling for IWTV and it will be released um, shortly after the show, as they always do. But well, I made that comment when Chris was on that this is definitely a pay per view worthy card. And like he said, this is selling out even quicker than the first two shows did, which, you know, the last show was a sellout. It was standard room only. You couldn't move in that place. So to hear that tickets are moving a lot quicker, you don't want to wait till Friday and hope to get a ticket at the door. You need to go on Eventbrite. You need to go on there and get your tickets. The description, the link will be in the description of this episode. But for those that are wanting to know, it's combat one dash lovehurts dot eventbrite.com and that's where you can find uh tickets for this like i said I'll, I'll put that link right there where all you gotta do is click on the link and um don't miss out on combat one if you haven't been there yet you're definitely missing out and um we can't do this without our sponsors like we mentioned combat one sponsors american pride tattoos is their main sponsor brain jerk pro wrestling edge uh, DMAC brand, Lane's Pizza, A1 Rental, you know, and Combat One is so thankful for all their sponsors. And we're thankful for our being in, in the Combat One family. And same thing, we can't do this without our sponsors and, and the people that are part of the PWE family. Absolutely. Um, Tony Garrick's at Graphics by Garrick's. If you're looking for graphic design work with fast turnaround times and affordable pricing, reach out to Tony Garrick's. Um, his Facebook page is Graphics by Garrick's, or if you reach out to Tony Garrick's, he's done um, all of our, a lot of our graphic design work. He's 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 done our our stuff for our new. Um, he did our um, wrestler of the year graphic. He did our 200th episode graphic, and and he's been he's gonna you're gonna see more um, Graphics by Garrick stuff and PWE. So we're thankful to have him as part of the family. He's amazing work um he does so go go check him out also eddie dylan at handy eddie's if you're looking for household moving lawn care commercial cleaning and you're in the thumb or tri-cities area reach out to eddie dylan for a free estimate uh, at 989-901-1855 uh, like i said he's he's fully insured free estimates um eddie's a good guy and he does good work so reach out to handy eddie's 
for all your household moving, lawn care, commercial cleaning needs in the Thumb and Tri-City area. Well, Bernard, this is something I kind of decided to throw on you a little bit. You know, last time you brought back your trivia and, you know, I, did, I don't want to, um, I want that to be special. You, okay. you definitely, uh, you definitely uh, uh, um, put Roy Williams in the hot seat and, and he failed. So uh, there's something that the guys and I, um, an idea that we had thought of and we, we've done a time or two that I want to do with you. And that's what we call an open talk. And so basically what it is, we have a list of topics. Okay. And we kind of do a spin the wheel. Uh, and whatever it lands on is what we talk about. Okay. Um, so sounds fun. I'm always up for a good uh, pop quiz. Okay. So let's see what we got here. I think this is a perfect one for today's conversation. You know, Chris Klontz talked about his um, frustrations with one Kyle Barrett. And to me, he's a guy that I, you know, that I love because he has that attitude, but he's one of those guys that you love to hate sometimes too on the flip side. So who are, and I'll, and I'll give you, a, I'll give you a little bit of time to think, Okay. but who are some talent that you just absolutely love to hate either everyone hates them and you love them or you just can't stand them and you can't really pinpoint why you just don't like their body of work so i'll start off okay and and i think this guy is is it's not so I'll, the the first one i'm gonna give is a guy that i, I don't hate him i just i just i don't know he's good i just Either way, I don't like him. And it's not that I don't like him. I just, he's just like, uh, there's nothing he does that really impresses me. He's good, but that's Seamus. I don't know <laughs> if he's kind of forgettable to me or what. Like I said, he's talented. He does great things. He's doing great things right now with the Brawling Brutes. But I don't know. It's just, if Seamus wasn't there, I'm not going to be like, man, I miss Seamus. Yeah, I can see that point. You know, and someone that I love to hate that I just can't stand. And it doesn't matter what, what they're doing. I just cannot stand. And um, I will admit he's growing on me a little bit, but I just, no, I'll give you a perfect example. I, I was going to get on the WWE. Let, uh, let, uh, let me give you an AEW example. Somebody I just love to hate. And I'm in, definitely, again, I'm in the minority. I just love to hate the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. I don't know what it is. How did I know you was going there? They're, you know, they're top of the world, you know, trios champions. I just, I just don't like them. And I can't pinpoint a reason why, like, they are, I, I, I don't know. I just. Nothing that they do, I like. And if there's any, whoever they're in the ring with, whoever they're in a, 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 a feud with, I am just, I'm anti-Kenny in the Bucks. And I don't have like a good reason why. Whenever they're wrestling, I boo them. I, I become the biggest fan of whoever they're in the ring with. 
And there's just some people that like, there's so many people that I'd like to see Kenny Omega in the ring with just to knock the teeth down his throat. And that's a horrible thing to say, but I just want to <laughs> knock the teeth down his throat. I, I I get that. I mean, I've watched a lot of them over the past couple, especially before and after the CM Punk uh, incident. <laughs> right. I, 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 I kind of get where you're going with it. Um, I can see why you love to hate is is the arrogance. Um, for me, wow, this is kind of a little difficult, but um, for me, a person that I probably love to hate and I probably wouldn't miss if they were there would probably be if if anybody. And I'm, I'm probably a lot of people will probably disband me, but I want to have to say Bray Wyatt. I, you know, don't get me wrong. Like I'm not saying he's doing anything bad or anything good, but there's nothing extra special that he does for me. And I get he's coming back. You know, it's great for television, but it he just don't do it for me anymore. And I don't know because I'm a fan of The Undertaker more and the stuff he did and it and it works. Um, I just don't know. And a person that I love to hate and I root against all the time, but I gotta say, I'm I, I love a good heel will probably be Austin Theory. He is one of those ones, and I'm like, okay, I don't care. He could be a jobber. Just let him lose. And I think he kind of reminds me of that Kenny Omega and Young Bucks thing, uh, that whole trios group, the arrogance, talented, can do everything. Um, I like when he changed persona, but I I don't know. I just want to punch him in the face. (laughs) It's just one of those things. Like. It is so funny <laughs> that you named those two wrestlers. It is so funny you named those two. Because before I um, said I was going to go AEW route, Austin Theory was going to be mine. <laughs> you know, but I will say the reason why I cut back on it is, you know, he, he's, he's, he's going places. He's, yes, he he's going to be a star in their WWE for, for to come. But when you said Bray Wyatt, and this is probably going to be one of the most controversial things that someone's ever going to hear on a podcast. And I know we don't usually talk WWE and AEW, but I just thought this was a fun topic to have because it ties into, you know, not everybody likes Kyle. I'm a huge fan of Mr. Main Event. He was the fan vote for PWE Wrestler of the Year. He won the fan vote. So apparently he's a guy that even though he's, you know, he's, does that you he's he's respected um um so this is again this is going to be controversial controversial i was not a fan of bray wyatt's involvement in the bray wyatt versus la knight feud i feel la knight carried that feud he carried the match 
everything about it, all this, you know, how many times can Bray Wyatt have all these um, cryptic and have all these bizarre, um, almost Broadway theatrical characters and stories, but in the end, they all fail. They all run their course. And L.A. Knight is superior on the mic to Bray Wyatt. L.A. Knight is superior in the ring to Bray Wyatt. And that match ended in typical Bray Wyatt fashion where it just was a letdown. And that's how I feel. Everything he does to me is a letdown. Yeah, I I, I get the creativity and where you're trying to go with it. I mean, I, I get that part. But when you say a dark match, you look at WCW when they had that dark match and they actually had like, they were actually blindfolded, which was crazy, but it was different. And I get off of the neon stuff and I don't know if it tied into the Firefly Funhouse stuff or whatnot, but when I looked at that match, and again, to your point, yes, I was a huge, I'm a huge fan of LA Knight. I watched him a little bit in uh, NXT and he has definitely grown on me. I'm a huge LA Knight fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he did carry that feud and he was superior. Um, I think if they were to do it again, and I think they just recently had a match at a house show, and it was a, a little bit similar to that. But um, I believe that if they were to do it again, he will come out on top. You know, I've been a fan of LA Knight since his Eli Drake days and in, in, in Impact. And um, he just, he's just got it. He, he's, you know, and WWE let him go before. He was, he was in developmental. He was in NXT before and got let go. It's kind of shuffled around, just was not. And then Impact, you know, a lot like he, his career reminds me a lot of Mr. Anderson, where Mr. Anderson, you know, he had a nice push in WWE, but just he was cast aside. And um, I recently talked to him at the Combat One show, and he talked about how, you know, when he went to Impact, or it was TNA at the time, he said, Eric Bischoff just had faith in me and just said, go out there and be you. And that's what LA Knight did when he was Eli Drake and, and TNA and Impact. And that's what got the attention of WWE again. You know, he did a stint with NWA and, and, and he did his rounds like everybody does when, um, you know, you run your course in Impact because Impact's a great company, but that's a place where, you, you know, you, right now it's you, you go to Impact, you're going to go to AEW or WWE to, you know, get yourself back to WWE if you've been there before. But, you know, um, yeah, I thought LA Knight carried that. I thought LA Knight was the best in that feud and, and continues to be the best uh, when it comes to anything those two are doing. So, yeah, I totally agree. I, I just, <laughs> Bray Wyatt's cool. The whole, the whole things I'm, I'm almost like I'm getting tired of like this whole uncle howdy, like, you know, you're, I, I understand slow builds and everything, but it's a slow build to, culminating between two guys not a slow build to who who's underneath that you know that mask of of, of uncle howdy i don't know i agree, I agree. I, i'm not a fan of 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 
Bray Wyatt at all. And and I just got to ask one question, and then I'm quite sure you have. I definitely know you got to answer to this. I love opinions, so I'm sure I do. <laughs> Cody wins the World Rumble. You got the whole bloodline, Sami Zayn thing. There's so many directions this thing is going in. I think we kind of see the direction that they're going in as far as WrestleMania-wise is going to be Cody. What's your opinion on where this could go? What, what, okay, what's your opinion on where this could go and what would you do if you were the book? Um, so I believe that, you know, Sammy's getting his title shot at Elimination Chamber. Uh, because we know that Jay, um, with his felony convictions, can't go into Canada. So he won't be at Elimination Chamber. I know last year Jimmy got a – Jimmy has some misdemeanors, and Jimmy was able to get in last year, but he had to put in a special uh, special request to leave the country. So I don't know if we're going to have the Usos there on. I think that's going to be the difficult part to help carry this story because, to me, the story is going to be um, – I'll give you a swerve. Um, I think that I don't think The Rock is going to be wrestling at WrestleMania. What I think might happen, and this is just my opinion, I think that this is where you really need Jimmy and Jay to be able to be at Elimination Chamber, but they can't. Jimmy might be able to. I believe that two members of the bloodline pull double duty at WrestleMania. I feel that on night one of WrestleMania, um, Cody and Roman wrestle for the WWE title. Not, not both of them. I think they're splitting them. They wrestle for the WWE title because he wants to bring back that version of the wing wheel belt. I think that night the Usos go up against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for the tag team titles. And I think that is going to be a unification tag title. They're going to have one set of belts. Kevin and Sami win the tag titles and are the tag champions. Then I think night two, Roman Reigns defends the universal title for the right to the bloodline against Jey Uso. I like that idea. So, same thought, same theory. Though here's what I'm thinking. At WrestleMania, I think Jay is still a no-show. At I WrestleMania? Think, no, so hear me out. Hear me mm-hmm. out. Hold up. Here, here's my story. I, I think I know where you're going with so, it. He's a no-show against Braun and, and that. So to be Solo and Jimmy. So Solo and Jimmy defend the tag titles. Right. Okay. So, and then it'll be Solo and Jimmy versus Kevin and Sam. Kevin and Sam. Okay. I, I, I think I know where you're going. They, they win, right? Solo or uh, Sammy and Kevin. Sammy and Kevin, yes. Yeah. Okay. So they're new tag champs. So they're the new tag champs. So... I the end of it is going to be Cody and, and Roman and night Roman. one. Oh, no, no, no. Here we are. It's, it's, it's... So the main event is the tag champs. Okay. And oh, night, oh and night, night one. one. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So night two. I, I, I see where you're on. You got 
Roman versus Cody. Of course, you're going to have Solo and, and, Jimmy. and Jimmy come out. And we don't know where Jay is. We don't know where Jay is. You're going to have Sammy and uh, So now Solo is about to come out. Roman's about to win the match. Jay Uso costs Roman the belt and Cody wins. So he's the one that costs Roman instead of, and he actually will be the one, even though Sammy has, he's over, but Jay will be the one to actually, if we want to do night one, night two, it'll probably be Jay end up winning that other title versus Roman, if you want to switch it up that way. Or does Cody just say he wants the WWE title? Like you said, the main event night one, Solo and Jimmy versus uh, KO and Sammy. KO and Sammy win. There's no Jay at all. I, l- I like your thinking on that. Night two, it's Cody versus Roman for the WWE title. Jay costs Roman the t- the WWE title. Then the following pay-per-view, Backlash, Jay gets the shot at the Universal title so they can then go on with the bloodline. So Cody's story of going all the way from undeniable or un, un, unwanted undeniable, he gets that story at Mania. And then the next pay-per-view is where the bloodline story culminates. Right. So you still get your story with Cody and you still continue your story with the bloodline because that story is still hot because you don't know what's going Now you know what's going on with Jay. Sammy and KO did their thing. Or at the next pay-per-view, you can get brother versus brother and then the winner. And then that way, Jay has to beat Jimmy in order to get the title There's so much they can do. Yes. So it's a lot they can do. I think the storyline is going to go on probably until SummerSlam. And then it culminates Jay versus Roman at SummerSlam. Yep. You might be right. Yeah, I think that um, Jay Uso is definitely the wild card in all this, and I think Jay Uso is the one that that stops. Because what do they call him? Main event Jay. Main event and, Jay, and it's, he's over now. He walked out, but he knew Sammy. If you look at that picture when he walked out, he knew he did what Sammy did, what Jay always wanted to do. Yeah, which was get off from under Roman's shadow. Right. So. Should be interesting, folks. All right. Well, again, this Friday, February 10th, at the Elite Sportsplex in Waterford Township, Michigan. Doors open at 645. Bell time is 715. Combat One Wrestling, Love Hurts, Triple Main Event, Sue Young versus Giselle Shaw, Matt Seidel versus Top Notch Jason Hotch, and the showdown for Motown, Mr. Main Event, Chin strap Jesus Kyle Barrett takes on Darren McCarty. Midwest Scum TNT, the debut of the Outrunners, the debut of Nikita, the Crash Division match, Nate, Tommy, David Ali. This card is a pay per view worthy card. Check it out. Tickets available at Eventbrite. The link will be in the in the description of the episode. Up, uh, Bernard. Any last words? My famous last words. We out.